Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take your business or your life to the next level. I'm so excited to have two guests today, Michael DiPietro and Marcy Donnelly. And Marcy is uh, joining us today, and you'll soon know why. We will first talk about Michael, but I want to just first welcome both Michael and Marcy to the podcast. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having us. You're very welcome. I, I love the challenge of having three people. I've even had four people, but uh, it, it, I will give you all op- opportunities to talk, I promise you. <laughs> so let's lear- learn a little bit about Michael. He, for over 20 years, has been guiding individuals and groups to overcome obstacles and awaken to authenticity fulfillment, and life purpose. He has a BS degree in engineering, is a certified master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, and a martial art instructor, skilled body worker, meditation teacher, and has spent time in both Buddhist and Benedictine monasteries. Through his extensive training and deep intuition, he guides clients and readers to truly know themselves, to transform challenges, to find meaning, and to live their life purposes. He lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. Now, I don't know, Marcy, you got a lot to top. Absolutely. (laughs) So Marcy Donnelly has 30 years. Well, there you go. 30 years (laughs) career in finance and senior vice president at a leading financial institution. She specializes in process improvement, communication, facilitation, and project management. She studied at San Jose State University is a certified Six Sigma design and Rike master. And she has a passion for helping others, leading volunteers for the local PTAs and other organizations. And Marcy also lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her husband and two teenagers. Today, our theme is going to be learn the hidden factors that keep you from success. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Michael DiPietro and Marcy Donnelly. Whoa, 
YouTube got quite a little bit of a thing on there. That's a great, <laughs> great background for both of you. And Marcy, I want to tell you why I stumbled with process. I almost said management is I spent 20 some years being a project manager. And in that I did process management. I truly believe to be a great project manager, you need to understand process management. So I was excited okay. to see that at Six Sigma. <laughs> Awesome. And, and yeah, Michael, you have a good resume too. <laughs> well, we're, right. we're apples and oranges. We, yeah. we complement each other with our, our different backgrounds. Absolutely. You could see that for sure, that that would be a definite way to complement one another. I always start out with easy questions before we get into the meat of things. So Michael, um, you are in San Francisco area, but have you always lived there? Has that always been your home? Uh, pretty much. I was I was born and raised near near San Francisco, about an hour south, and uh, lived in the city for a number of years. Uh, I, I do spend part time down in Palm Springs now. Oh. Um, the winter is down there because I, I don't like the cold as I age. So um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I lived in Texas for a little while in my 20s, but most most of the time in the Bay Area. Awesome. And Such a beautiful area. Yeah. yeah Palm Springs is pretty nice, too, though, I have to say. It's, it's lovely in the in the wintertime. It gets a little unbearable in the summer, though. So. <laughs> well, that's when you go home to San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> what about you, Marcy? Yeah, I'm a native Californian, so I've uh, born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've traveled quite a bit for work and such, but we've really settled down here, and it's been a great place to raise a family. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I do know California area for work at UPS. I was in California quite a lot, and then uh, as a Toastmaster region advisor, I was assigned California as my area, so... It was more the Los Angeles area, but still can't, can't say that I didn't hop over to San Francisco one or two times. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. And this is for either of you to answer, but what are the hidden factors that keep us from success? Uh, I'll probably start. So, you know, the mind in, in <laughs> inside of us are... We, we really focus on the internal aspects of people experience and how to shift things around so that people can be more successful in whatever they're undertaking. Our minds are really of two minds. So we have a conscious mind and we have an unconscious mind. And so conscious is what we're aware of, what's on the surface, what, what we tend to notice. And then there's a whole probably 80% of things going on in our experience that are going on under the surface and outside of our awareness. Mm. And so a lot of times there's factors from our past that are getting in the way of this a success and we're not even aware of what those factors are. So it's, mm. it's really these unconscious attachments to, to things in the past, unresolved issues in the past, even back to childhood, things from childhood that are still running interference on our success. And so we, we have a, a process that gets, uh, gets to the uncovering of those and the transformation of those factors so that people can move forward with ease and grace. I think it was almost uh, described, sorry, Vicki, to interrupt, no but almost described as 
you're driving down the road with your foot on the gas, but also on the brake pedal. So it's, you're trying to go forward and then there's things that keep holding you back. And that's the, um, that's what I learned in working with Michael is to uncover that. And that, that, uh, helped with, you know, nurture my success. And that is so true. It's, it's oftentimes that we have to really unpeel the onion. A lot of, a lot of people don't know they know they're stuck. They they know that things aren't going the way they should go, but they don't know why. And so it does take someone like you all to be able to help them discover what is that unconscious thing. And I know yeah. I've gone to a number of different courses and talks on this subject, and it seems like it's, um, it's almost um, like the unveiling of this opens so many doors of opportunity whenever we can get it right. Truly, truly. It's, it's, it's just incredible because we're just not aware of so much of our experience and it's human nature. I mean, it's it's not anything we're doing wrong, but it's, it's always going to be the things we're not aware of that are really holding us back. If we're aware of it, we're usually already doing something about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's it's these hidden factors that really hold us back, and and it it can be quite frustrating for people when they when they can't identify that, like you said, and they're not sure of what that is, what what is really happening or under the surface. And I I don't know if you find this more prevalent, but I know dealing with female entrepreneurs as I do, and and other women that a lot of times we push things down, we, you know, bury things. Mm. And that makes it, I think it harder for us to really figure out what is um, our- I, un- I yeah. see that in a lot of male entrepreneurs as, as well. Yeah. <laughs> a, I think, you know, I think um, women have a unique role the, because a lot of times they're, I'll use Marcy as an example. She she has a lot of different roles she plays, and mm-hmm. she she handles so much more than I ever could. She's she, I call her a force of nature because she's really <laughs> taking care of a lot. So I think sometimes in in women's experience, they're tending to more, you know, and they they have a more complex orientation. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's they're purposely pushing it down. I think there's just maybe a lot more going on for them. Very good. All right. So you're a certified massage therapist. You do meditation, martial arts, and are a neuro-linguistic programming specialist, I guess. <laughs> How have these modalities helped you in servicing others? Well, they were, so I call them tools in my toolbox. And these are modalities that I trained in, in my own development. Mm -hmm. And then I began to apply them to working with people. So I work with people in a holistic way. You know, we're not just a mind, we're not just a body, we're not just a spirit, but we all have depth and complexity to us. And so when we can bring in these different factors, when we can bring in orientation to the body, when we can bring in uh, some of the meditation and the, the clearing of the mind. Um, and then with 
with kind of the primary tool that I work with, the neuro-linguistic programming that uh, goes by the moniker of NLP a lot. Um, but this is a, a way to reroute neural pathways and to help shift those experiences, those hidden factors, once we identify those, there's a number of exercises in that tool set where we're able to shift those experiences around. And when we do that, the brain runs differently, the neurology mm -hmm. runs differently, and that tends to give us a different perspective, a different experience. And so uh, one of the nice things about, about it is when we get applying all these different tools, uh, we find that it, you know, one tool might work better for one person versus, you know, mm -hmm. someone different. They might be a little more mentally oriented. This person might be a little more body oriented, right? So we're going to adapt and um, change what we do based on who we're working. Um, but the the main thing is to get a shift in people's experience so that um, they don't have to, even, even so they don't have to remember it. So it becomes more automatic. It becomes more the way we're showing up as our natural self. And, and does this happen quickly? Does it take time? Um, what is the process? Oh, it, it varies by, for, by individual. Again, everyone's different. So um, I think the amount of wounding has a big factor. So if mm. we're deeply wounded from our childhood and people are still carrying those wounds, the process mm. is going to take longer. Um, a lot of times in one or two sessions, I, I get people a, a shift and they're off and running and things kind of begin to shift very quickly for them. I do, a, a, in my private sessions, I do a two-hour intensive with people. So that two-hour intensive shifts things real time for people. So mm. they begin to feel better right away, right after the first session. Um, I do, I've worked with clients for four and five years, though, because it, it continues to bring value for them. And they continue to want to grow and challenge those edges. You know, maybe we get through one layer of challenges mm -hmm. and obstacles and there's another and another and another so the process and the tools can keep working for people anything to add to that marcy yeah i was going to just mention if it's um helpful uh, this is my practical side where i add kind of my story <laughs> um, if it's helpful but probably about five years ago i had uh, I was referred to Michael from a friend just because she had such a great experience and said, you may want to talk to him. And I thought, gosh, you know what? I have my job, my house, I have, you know, family, health, like all of the things that, um, that I've been eternally grateful for, but I still had this sense that something was missing. Like, I just felt like I needed to learn something. I needed to, like, things weren't like synchronistically flowing like yeah. I know that they can and uh, as you've mentioned I've been in I probably have spent thousands of dollars on workshops and conferences and um you know one on one meeting with people and and um and so I really like kept searching I kept like looking for something to kind of help me kind of feel feel fulfilled so I thought, okay, I'll, you know, my friend had this amazing experience. So we met and, and Michael said, you know, we were talking about what are we going to work on? I'm like, gosh, I feel terrible that I'm even complaining because I have everything, the life that I've asked for and that I thought I wanted, but I'm still not happy. I don't know where that joy is. I, I feel like something's missing. And probably in the first five minutes, he reset a point in me to realize that I'm whole and complete the way that I am and nothing is missing. 
and to really start leaning into and getting curious about um, what I was searching for. And, uh, and so it was, and as he mentioned, just trying to think back of who I was five years ago, I can't even feel what it was like to be me five years ago, because through working with them, I'm now realizing like, gosh, all of the things that used to, um, you know, maybe cause me anxiety or stress or make me kind of the type A deliverable, waking up in the middle of the night with like a list of things I need to take care of, that those weren't necessarily the healthiest ways that I could be effective. And so I started learning why my brain was kind of programmed uh, to do that. And the more I understood that and the more that we worked together using these tools to kind of reprogram that, that reference point, all of a sudden I realized like, gosh, I don't have to work so hard. Like, oh, now I'm starting to feel joy more in my life. And I'm starting, and things were coming up uh, so much easier. So I actually get more stuff done with less work and things start showing up in the time when they need. And, um, and it's allowed me to kind of live my busy, crazy life that I love, but I finally feel like I'm living with that joy that I was missing. And I have a clue as to what that something more was that I'm looking for. And then two years ago, he said, do you want to write a book with me? And I, I said, I've never written a book. I have no experience, <laughs> but absolutely let's do it because I'm such a, a fan of the work and I've seen incredible transformations uh, with people that uh, have gone through this process. It's It's been a joy. Yeah. I wonder... I, I loved working with Marcy as a client, but uh, when I was starting this book, I knew I needed someone to work with and she kept coming up in my meditations. And so when I reached out to her, I was, I was like, all right, she's a client. I'm not sure. But uh, when I, when I asked her, she had a overwhelming, yes, it was just uh, great. And it's, it's worked out to be the most beautiful collaborative relationship I could have ever imagined. So I feel really blessed and grateful to, to have Marcy on the team. I wondered if some of that that you experienced were you were able to transfer to your kids to I, yeah oh sorry to interrupt no. uh, absolutely I think that kids uh, especially with two teenagers they really watch us more than they listen to us so um, even there's part in the book that uh, in the way that the book is written is that we wrote it through conversations and Michael could um, share the story of of where the idea of the book came from. Um, but part of it, we, uh, part of it we've kept in the book, which were conversations and kind of some processing happening real time between he and I. And there's actually a section in the book about nagging. And I don't like the trait and it doesn't feel good to nag my kids. And so you actually see how he processes me through, how I really get to the core understanding of why I nag. And once I understood that, and once I understood what nagging in the end, we'll, um, we'll do with the kids, like how that will translate into their adult life. I was really able to kind of reframe that and change my practices. And like I said, it's not like I have to think about, gosh, I'm nagging right now. I got to stop it. It's like, it's almost the, the programming for me has changed. Doesn't mean that I never nag. I still nag once in a while. And, um, but I really like through this work. And like I said, in the book, it goes through um, how I discovered really the the genesis of nagging and why I why I do it, and so it absolutely has uh, impacted every other area of my life, my work, my kids, my relationships, uh, my success opportunities. So I just feel really, really, really lucky for this. Awesome. Well, um, 
I think with teenagers, yeah, you, you will give you some grace there. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go ahead and talk about the book, um, the inside guide and why you, Michael are so passionate about this work. Oh, this, this work has really been my life calling all Mm. along. And, um, you know, when I was young, I, I think I had an orientation to do this and kind of a sensitivity in working with people that w- almost wounded me at a very young age. And as I did my own inner work, I realized if there was never a problem, there was just, I, I have a gift to and a, and a calling to really live this work and to put this message out there that the, the gold is inside of, of you and every, each and every mm-hmm. one of us. And so I just, uh, I basically started at around 30. I, I kind of had a pretty powerful experience that burst my heart open and kind of got me on my spiritual path. And um, it just unfolded and I kept wanting to work with people and I kept asking, how can I be more efficient? How can I bring more value to my clients? And so it's been a 30-year evolution once I really started the work around 30 of just continuing on that path. And just I'm I'm thrilled when I get to see a client have a breakthrough. It, mm-hmm. it, it lights up my day. So, um, you know, that's, that's really where my joy comes from is working with other people. And so when you find that, passion and you get to create a life around it that really unfolds our purpose and we can we can feel our life has more meaning and that we're we're living in that living out that purpose every day so that's that's really my calling to to just keep bringing this work out to as many people as possible and just empowering changing lives and bringing as much joy as i can in the process so Yeah, maybe um, you won't have as many people having to take Prilosec and all this other stress. That that's a big, you know, that's a big factor. Is why why are so many people on on antidepressants and you know? And I think a lot of it is is we've been taught as a society to look outside of ourselves for the answers. Yeah. And if if we go deep enough, if we go through the layer of pain that people are trying to avoid, you know, whether it be depression or anxiety or whatever seems to be getting in the way. If you go deeper, you find your center and you find the truth of you as a human being. And that's where the gold lies. That's where the magic lies. And it it really involves getting to our center and knowing who we are deeply at, at at a core level. As you were talking about that, it just made me think of um, people that I know that in the 50s and 60s, if you felt anxious or nervous or whatnot, doctors would just say, well, you know, it's all in your head and made talk therapy kind of a... uh, not a good thing, you know, that you're crazy or something like that. And here, take this pill or take this whatever instead. And it's been such a bad rap because that all of the 
the things that they could have been doing if they didn't have that stigma about what um, what you do could help them. And it just makes me think back to the time of of the um, American Indians and and different um, as you were talking Buddhists where that being a bill of the ability to talk to a person to be able to unpeel that is so wonderful and yet you have people that are they don't want to be looked at as being nuts that they have to have somebody talk to them about their problems but so do you find that it takes a moment for some people to open up to you or are are people um, uh, it, like it, it can take a moment um one of the one of the things we learn to generate at the beginning is is there's a way to show up with people that right away fosters a sense of safety, right? And safety is so important yeah. if we're going to do this kind of work. We have to first feel safe in ourselves and in the interaction with other people. And so we create a space of safety and acceptance about what's going on. Um, you know, Marcy has a great story. She says that, you know, nothing's the first time she heard nothing's broken or nothing needs fixing. It rocked her world. And yeah. this is this is very true for people. We're the part of the problem is we're just not honoring who we really are. In in our true identity, we are whole and complete. Nothing's broken. We could have a painful experience. And part of the problem is the mind gets identified with the experience. Mm -hmm. We begin to say, I am that pain rather than I feel that pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And when that happens, it gets tied to our identity. And then we're trying to change who we are yeah. and that doesn't work. Right. So the key is to get through and to be who we are and to do when, when we break through and we operate from our true authentic self, then the process gets easier. Then mm -hmm. it gets more natural and more organic because mm -hmm. we're, we're getting less and less identified with that thing. We're realizing you know, everyone has some something they're working out, some limitation, some wound, some some obstacle they're trying to get through. And so when we can begin to create this space that, hey, it's all right to have that. There's nothing wrong to have that. This is your edge. This is what you're going to be working on. And we just begin to create a space that that says it's 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 a OK, like you're you as a person are fine. That's that's not the problem. The problem is you you have this this other experience that is getting in your way and that can be changed. Yeah. And Vicki, you had mentioned before, maybe some of the differences and Michael, I don't know between men and women, but I think, uh, you know, my experience and in my community, we, uh, I think our women are women in, in my, in my friend circle and community where we have so many kind of irons in the fire, so many different relationships, so many people to take care of. Um, that often there was one time several years ago, we do a family calendar and I have all their events. And I said, I'm not in the calendar at all. It's the kids, it's the meetings, it's this and that. I had nothing where I was doing something to take care of myself on that busy calendar. And that's, I think it's, it's like this, um, you know, this busyness lifestyle that sometimes is really, um, supported and, and, uh, and encouraged that, you know, there's like this craziness of being busy. And, um, and so when I realized that 
I have all of these irons in the fire and I have so many different activities that I'm taking care of to actually sit down and ask myself what brings me joy, what brings me happiness. I, um, I never gave myself that space to do that. And I think as, you know, whether you work outside the home or in the home, we have so many, um, commitments and so many people that we're accountable for, I think in, uh, in my community of women, um, that we often forget to, we don't take the time to sit down and frankly, being silent with ourselves is hard because sitting with your thoughts and, and I know in the book, we talk about meditation and, and we even call it like, it could just, don't be afraid with the word meditation. You can also call it sitting still, but really being comfortable with sitting still with yourself was really my portal and using the tools that are in the book to really settle my brain down and disconnect from all of my commitments and responsibilities to really start asking what are my own to tools and gifts and talents um, because we're so externalized that um, mm -hmm. I think it becomes complicated to take out that time to, uh, to start learning about yourself and start learning what your gifts are and feel and find that pathway to come out into the world, you know, from that place of, of love mm -hmm. and your uniqueness. That is so true. Every mother should be listening to what you just said, because <laughs> I think the whole um, empty nester, nester piece would go away if as we were going through life and our journey in life, if we would just take time for ourselves, I was uh, second in seven kids. And so there was always a crowd and I found ways to just be alone and be okay with being alone and uh, knew how important that was for me. And so even when I first got married, I would take a week and go to the beach because I knew my life was gonna get busy, busy during tax season. And I needed to be everything that I could be during tax season. And I wasn't going to be if I was burnt out and, and stressed. I, I think it's really important what she just said. Yeah, that sounds like a great practice. I, I'm a sixth of seven, so I, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get the big family and that need for respite from, from the chaos that, that is there in big families sometimes. Mm -hmm. So... What really inspired you to write this book? I know we touched a little bit on it, but you know, what inspired you? And then what makes this book different than others? Out there? Uh, this book has been in my consciousness for say 20 years. I, I was always wanting to write a book, um, but I really, I wanted to get these tools out to as many people as possible. And that was really the impetus. And I actually have difficulty writing. So I, when I have a blank screen, I, I'm not able, nothing comes through because there's no one to talk to. So um, that's why I asked Marcy to write the book with me and the, the, the conversational dialogue got the content flowing. And then she would also pull out uh, more through, through a lot of the questions she would ask me, she'd say, oh, tell me more about that, that piece that you said that was really interesting. And so I could elaborate based on her interaction. So it, it was through the dialogue that we got a really unique book. And it's um, it not only has a lot to offer in terms of tools and um, kind of exercises and little mm -hmm. key concepts and, and things throughout the book, but the whole book is designed as a journey. And so it mm -hmm. takes people through their interior life 
and it takes them all the way through that that painful part and guides them to reach their own center so they can become their own guide so they it's it's really about it's not about telling anyone or giving anyone you know you need to do it this way but asking questions and guiding people so that they can discover it for themselves and that's what the book really does and then in the third section when we bring people into this mystical space in themselves that's where we actually do a funny thing because the whole book is about going internal but we link spirit to purpose and at that point we invite people to go back out into the world as your true self and so the the change in the third part becomes external but it's only once you've discovered who you are so we take people down to the core down to the depth get in touch with who you are and then bring that and bring your gifts and your passion back out into the world and share that and that's how people live their purpose so that's that's really the whole journey that the book takes takes one through and i'm sure marcy probably has some other pieces to add that i i've forgotten so oh you're you're great the uh but we've been receiving feedback from our readers and we've heard that it's easy to read because there's kind of text and exercises and key concepts and so I almost think of it as a journal because it's not prescribed that you have to do you know everything and everything's going to work and in fact in the beginning it you know we talk about how this is each person who picks up the book this is going to bring them through their own internal journey and if something doesn't feel right it could be resistance or it could be that that's not the right concept for you and to maybe note that but it's it really is like a journal where somebody who reads it from the beginning which um which talks about your mind and um and the power of your mind the second part is mm -hmm. uh is a reflection of body and there's questions in each of those sections and as michael mentioned the last uh the last part part three is focused on spirit but the consistency of breaking up the you know the text with uh with our conversations too as mentioned you know i have some places where um where he's processing me and some real life examples and so um hopefully those are helpful but people find it easy to read and they don't feel like it's uh they're being indoctrinated um it's really reading this as your own personal guide through your own inner journey and um and so it's been we've been receiving some great feedback we're we're thrilled because that was our intention writing it and uh and we're thrilled that it's landing with uh with readers in the way that we anticipated and and um and we're hoping yeah i love whenever books like this have those exercises for you to do some reflection rather than reading the whole thing and having questions but not really knowing if they're even the right questions to have so I think that's um, a great way to write a book. What would you say is the main message and takeaway from this book that, that you want people to have? Whatever you're looking for in your life, it first starts within, within you. And so a lot of people are searching for answers. They're dealing with obstacles. They're wanting a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in their life. And all these begin within. So even if we want to be more successful in our endeavors and our goals, it's it's all an inside job. And it's really about knowing deeply who you are and beginning to live out the authenticity and our birthright. Like there's 
there's who you were born to be and who you learned to be. And so I, I, this book is about getting people in touch and leading the life you were born to lead. And it's, it's everyone's birthright. And it's really, I think, available to a lot more people now in terms of where, where we are as a society and how we're evolving in consciousness. So it's, I love that where you're born to be and where you learn to be awesome. <laughs> That could be a topic of the next podcast for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marcy? What do you think? Yeah, I just um, really in the world where things are changing so quickly and there's so much data and outside influences and you always feel like, gosh, what's going on that I'm missing out on? Am I doing enough? Are we giving our kids and our, is there enough opportunities opening up for me? Like to, to always feel like you're, looking on the outside, trying to catch up be it with social media and technology, the news, and just kind of the fear that's inherent in our world today. And a lot of it is very justified. Um, there is a sacred place of peace within each of us and learning to connect and live from that space. We talk about like wellness being a verb, like it's not a destination. So how can I live with joy and live in a place of health and wellness and as mentioned at the beginning, we have this concept that you have these mountaintop experiences. You know, we have these moments in time where whether it's at a conference or a workshop or a success at work where you're finding like, gosh, everything feels like it's connected. I feel so full of love and joy and happiness. And we call that a mountaintop experience. But then we have to return to the village. And often we try and take our practices that we just learned and you know, our vision boards and our affirmations or, you know, the new tools that we learn in a course. And, and then, you know, I don't know about you, but usually within a certain period of time, those things go to the side um, because those habits still um, won't necessarily bring that joy and success until you go and look at the interior on really what is um, what's going on on the inside that's maybe resisting mm. um, that success and that's the magic like that is really the magic and the key is and then you like I've worked with Michael one-on-one -on -one and practiced the tools as we we're writing these this book but to just really reaffirm that you know it, it makes perfect sense that we're all searching it makes perfect sense based on the world as it is, mm -hmm. um, that we feel like, uh, we're not in the place where we should be. And the only answer is inside a hundred percent. You have to go inside and find that place. And that's, uh, that's why I'm so excited about the book. I'm, um, I love what was produced and I, I just really, my, like I said, our intention is that everybody who picks it up and, and, uh, reads it, you know, finds joy and re and that reconnection with themselves. Awesome. So I've read the book now and I want to know how to get support. So how do readers get support to go further in the content? They did the exercise. They're so excited, like Marcy said, but they know that they, if they don't do something, they don't act, they're going to lose that high, that excitement. So what do they do, Michael, to um, get the support they need to take this to the next level? Uh, there is a ton of resources on our website. So um, we have a lot of videos that people can watch, uh, YouTube videos. We have uh, upcoming workshops. We have a free study group to go along with the book. So once a month, we do a free one-hour study group for people where they can just drop into a Zoom meeting and bring their questions and dialogue and learn, learn about other people's perspective as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I offer private sessions, so that's that's a way to really accelerate the work and to go very deeply in in a short amount of time. So I I call them kind of accelerator sessions. Um, and okay. just we Marcy and I are very available. We we just are passionate about the work, so we're you can reach us. You can you know reach out to us. Give us give us a text. Send us an email. We'll we'll respond because we. We want to build community around this, and we want to support as many people as possible to to be able to feel supported and feel like you're part of a community and part of a, a conscious community that really supports getting where you want to go in life. Awesome. Well, it's time now for me to share my screen, and uh, that's a good segue because the information that you need to connect will be on my slide. If you are just listening, I will share the website with you, but I will also encourage you to go to my website or go to YouTube and my show notes will be there with all this information as well as you can view this video um, and a replay and see the slide that I'm going to show. So for those of you that are just listening, the website is https colon forward slash forward slash love guides us. So L-O-V-E-G-U-I-D-E-S dot U-S. So loveguides.us. The uh, social media that we have is you can go to Facebook for loving.presence.embodiment. LinkedIn is loving presence embodiment all squished together. Instagram is loving underscore presence underscore embodiment. Twitter is Loving Presence, and YouTube, just search for Michael DiPietro. That's D-I-P-I-E-T-R-O. I'm going to let Michael talk to you about, again, those free resources that he mentioned just a few moments ago. Sure. Um, first, uh, one of the things I forgot to mention is, is if you want to get the book, that's a great starting place. So uh, the book is available on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble. Um so, uh, and there's a link right on our homepage to, to the Amazon to get the book. Um, but basically we have, we have uh, two offerings. We have this free study group, and then we do a, probably a monthly um, free workshop. That's just about two hours. That's an introductory workshop. So we, again, we wanna, we wanna give people access and, and help them to understand the work at an experiential level. And then what I offer too is, is, is for your audience, I have a free introductory work uh, session. So if people want to explore the, the private sessions, I offer a free session. There's a sign up right on my web website. So they can go to the website, schedule directly on the website. It's very easy. And we can do that over phone or Facebook, uh, FaceTime or uh, Zoom, whatever works best. So, um, and Go ahead and, you know, if, if anyone out there is interested, I, I just invite them to, to go ahead and set something up. And uh, But I, I, again, a great first step is get the book and, you know, read, read the book and understand a lot of uh, the concepts. And then we can dive into the work at a deeper level once, once you get that going. That's right. Do the exercises. <laughs> <laughs> Do the work, you know. That's it right. Even, even if... Uh, 
even if this isn't right for you, you know, still do your inner work. That's that's the message we got because mm -hmm. that's that's where you're going to develop and that's where you're going to grow. So um, sit still, listen to what's going on, face your interior life and begin to realize you have gold inside of you. And it's just a matter of accessing that and beginning to live out the life you were born to do. Well, it has been just wonderful talking with you all. Uh, several people have come across my mind that I'm going to be uh, sending them the link to your book <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, encourage everyone to please do visit the website. Again, um, all this information will be found on my YouTube. You can subscribe to get that, but you can go to my website or you can definitely take advantage of going to Michael's website. And again, the name of the book is? It is The Inside yeah. Guide, Breaking Through to Intuitive Wisdom and Inspired Living. I think it yes. comes in. I'm not sure I'll it's coming show, I'll add that um, graphic to my website as well so that you can see that. But you definitely, I've been on his website, and you definitely can easily click to get that um, purchase. So you want to get that book. And as always, thank you guys both for being a guest. And I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. <laughs>